And welcome back. You know what it is. It's me, the Cyber Warrior. This is Cyber Warrior Studios and it's Security Happy Hour. And I promise I got a hell of a show planned for you today. I will give you fair warning, though. I got to take it a little easy on the beer. I got another podcast to do after this and be a guest on uh, Pedals of Support. So that'll be a fun show. But um, otherwise, look, I love you all. Hang with us. We'll be back here in just a second. And we're back. That's right. It is never that long. It's never that. Come on, 10 seconds. If you can't hang for 10 seconds, we can miss you. Anywho, look, with me this evening, I have Nicole Hogan. And we got a lot to talk about, mainly because she likes to, you know, not show me any social media. So all I have is LinkedIn to go off of. She's killing me. Um, but always, hey, before we get started, make sure you share this stream. Um, let people know about it. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking for at least an hour, and it's going to be amazing. So make sure you do that. Now, saying that, Nicole, back to you. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm Just pretty good. Person, so this is like 6 a.m. for me. <laughs> I only slept like two hours. <laughs> That's crazy. So you work at night? Yeah. I like Getting it better. There? Because the kids are sleeping and they don't really know I'm gone. So it's great. But when I'm off, you know, I want to go to sleep and they're like wired. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Um, <laughs> actually, my time in the Army, uh, there was, when I was at Fort Bragg, I got put on night shift. And uh, I was working, it was like 6 to 6. I was working 12s. And oh, uh, I'd get off and sleep for like three or four hours and then be right back up, do my workout, yeah. get a shower. <laughs> And go about my day. My wife would be like, seriously, you're not going to sleep? I'm like, I did. I'd be able. To, I'd be back up at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, Don't you got work? Like, yeah, it ain't until tonight. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's how so, it is. Yeah, definitely. So I get it. And thankfully, I, I mean, working from home, my kids are in school. Have time. The only time it, it's rough is during the summer. But my wife usually takes them out to like amusement parks and blows my money on a bunch of other stuff. So, you know. <laughs> So I'm the crazy person that goes with to those things. So like, even though I'm exhausted, I'm still like, we're going to go and I'm going to try to pass out in the car. And my husband's (laughs) going to talk my ear off. So it's not like I'm going to get to actually sleep. So. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My, uh, my kids and my my wife get mad at me because like, I don't, there's certain amusement parks I love, but I hate spinny rides. And there's one by us that that's like all it is, the spinny (laughs) rides. And it's like geared towards like younger kids. And, and I just, I go there and I try to be happy. I get maybe an hour in and then I'm absolutely miserable. Um, so yeah, she gets, she gets a little aggravated about that. I, I can't blame her, but, but it's true. It happens. Um, like between four and six, that's when I'm like completely dead. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but we got an awesome show planned, so I got to ask, Nicole, because you're, like, brandy new to cyber. Like, you just got your first, like, full-time job last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was four months ago, so exciting. But I also did an internship over the summer, so I did have that under my belt, too. That's awesome, though. So, so did you get that internship through college, or mm-hmm. how did you end up landing that? Like, where, where what did you do? I just applied. I applied to everything. Um, it was actually super random. So I was with the Shed Aquarium and I didn't think I was going to get it because I didn't hear anything for like weeks. And then they're like, all right, we're setting up the interview. And it like went super fast after the long waiting period. So it was super great. It was like, I literally accepted the full-time job on my very last day. So it worked out really well. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, the, uh, I, I believe like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Internships are hard to come by, though. It's so well. I say that, but I'm seeing more and more people are getting internships, which is good, and I'm happy to see it. But I think it's still it's like a long time coming. Like this is something that should have been implemented probably five years ago, if not longer. And I'm just now seeing people being able to apply for them and not have to go through college to get them. Yeah, it's really great because it's like it helped me see a lot. Um, the Shed Aquarium really allows you to see a lot of like things you normally wouldn't see at bigger companies. Like you get to go into the rooms you're not supposed to be in. 
or you wouldn't be normally allowed to go in. Like, you get to meet with, like, the president. You get to meet with, like, the CFO. You get to actually talk to them and see how they work and what they're interested in. And, like, it really gives you that firsthand what's important to you. Like, how can I change your opinion on things? Or do I need to change your opinion on things? Um, I think, like, it's very important for them to have, like, cybersecurity. So they're very, like, open to having you learn as much as possible, too. Yeah, that's awesome, though. It's great that they did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we do have some people here. Um, let's see. We've got, uh, of course, I've got, like, the usuals. Carrie, James, Griffin, InfoSec, my bu- my buddies here. Um, and then we got some new people in the chat yeah. as well. Um, and, uh, actually, we got uh, William Bailey's here, as always. Uh, so we got Applied Consistency. Um, they're here. Um, they say fellow Night Owl here, Nicole. Um <laughs> So they're right, right, right there with you. And then we got uh, Ella Saison. I'm going to butcher that. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I'm sorry. She says hi. Um, but, yeah. Um, so we got people in chat. Please make sure you share this stream also, like I said. And like, comment, subscribe. You know. You know the deal. Um, so that was your first kind of feel for it. Now, did that internship kind of help you figure out what you wanted to do in cybersecurity? Like, did it give you that? overview of like okay this is what like a blue team and the different blue team positions are this is the red team and the red team positions or was it just hey you're hired for this role we're gonna let you talk to all these people and like actually get to meet them but this is kind of where you're at so it wasn't necessarily as big as you would expect um i didn't get to see like all the different like areas and things um it was more so my first project was to update like a lot of computers. <laughs> um, Batch day, management. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like 300 and we had to go figure out exactly where they were, who had it, like why it wasn't updated. And we had to go in and physically explain to them, like, you need to do this more often. Um, it gave me that firsthand experience of who the threats are because, you know, the users are normally the first one. So I got to actually see, like, what they do and, like, why they're dangerous. And I learned a lot. <laughs> um, it literally lets you see, like, why things happen and, you know, what people do with their stuff. Um, so I think that really helped me. I like to educate users. Um, I work in technical support, too. So I like getting to explain to them what to do to keep themselves safe and, you know, just the basic stuff that a lot of people don't usually think about. And I love that Um, because here's the thing. Everybody says the the users are the weakest link. Yep. (laughs) I'd love to say yes, but I blame it on us. I blame it on (laughs) the, the executives. I blame it on the security people and the tech support. Because to your point, what is the first thing that we use for training? Hey, here's this computer-based training. Go ahead, do it. Do this test. And if you fail the phishing that comes in, we're just going to make you take another course. Da-da-da. No one, I can't say no one, very, very rarely and infrequently do people actually go talk to users and actually explain how to recognize phishing, how to recognize the issues, why these things are important. And... It was actually, I just, um, there was a post by Hacker Valley Media not uh, not too long ago about training. And I said, I think the, the biggest issue is businesses are so quick to, um, hey, we got to check the box, get this training out the door and say we're secure and we've done what we yeah. can do and we've done our due diligence. That they're afraid to lose money or lose their employees time by taking them out of work and putting them in the classroom to actually learn these things. And I think that is the biggest issue because even us as security professionals get burned. One of my, one of my best friends, as far as like online and someone that I, that I look up to for what he does in security got burned recently um, within the past few months. So it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it really does. And if you're not willing to, to, to like talk to the users like in person, how are they ever going to learn? Because because if you give them a computer saying. based training, it's click 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 click. Take the test. I know the answers. Let's go on. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just think like the 
awful part is you can tell them all you want, but mm-hmm. they're not going to listen. <laughs> a I lot think of to times, an extent. They don't. <laughs> I think to an extent. I think if you sit down and they don't feel ashamed for messing up, and yeah. this is why I more or less advocate for third-party companies because they're not going to be embarrassed talking to someone they don't know that they're never going to see again. Whereas when you're talking to people within your organization, you're like, hey, I fucked up, and da-da-da, they're like, what do you do? And then you're going to yeah. see them every day, and you're going to be embarrassed because you did this <laughs> and you did that. Whereas when you talk to a third-party organization, you can sit there and actually walk up after a class usually and just talk to them like, hey, look, I got a question. So um, I saw this email. Can you explain what I did wrong, what I missed, da, 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 or why this is important? And you'll get a lot more interaction that way. Now, yeah. again, there's the flip side of that, that people would sometimes talk to, like to talk to people they're more comfortable with and that they know personally. Yeah. But I just think that having a little bit of both yeah, won't hurt. I agree. Them. I think it's also some people are just careless. Um, and there is that, like, false security mindset of, I have antivirus, nothing is going to bother me. I literally tell no, you no, no. Hold all up. the Hold time. Up. Let me stop you. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot right at cybersecurity people right now. <laughs> I run Linux. I don't need to worry about antivirus. <laughs> God! <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, even regular people, they're just like, I have antivirus. I don't need to worry about it. And I'm like, I explain to them, think of it as a door. Like, you can have as many locks on that door, but if you let somebody in, they're going to come through the door and no one's mm-hmm. going to be able to stop it. As like, I want you to understand that door is only as good as you can possibly keep it. If you're unlocking it, letting these things come in, then, you know, it's not going to do anything. You're literally saying, it's okay, this is safe. And so the antivirus is going to let its guard down and then, you know, you're screwed. And it's too late. Um, it's also like when I was doing my internship, I was able to use like a platform called Nobleport and it lets you see the stats. It lets you see so much. And like I swear by it. I love it so much. Um, it's it's a lot create- like um, Go Fish. Go Fish <laughs> does a lot of the same things. Nobleport yeah. is just, it's more intuitive and offers more because you pay for it. Yeah. So because you pay for it, you get the trainings, you get the phishing emails, you get to do everything. GoFish yeah. is just a phishing email platform with all the stats. No before actually has everything built in. Yeah. So you were able to like create your landing pages. So like I actually created one that directed them to our security information page. And then like at that page, it told them exactly like what to look for and how they messed up. Um, there are some people who like, they fall for it so many times. They're like, all right, maybe I should really listen to this. Um, and the worst thing is it only takes one person. So it's just like, before I left, I kept pushing them. Like, I really want to create like, sort of like a doomsday thing where it's like, oh, we're having a training and then everything goes dark and everything. Like, yeah, I'm a very extravagant person. So (laughs) I think people really would have that shock of, oh my God, we're being hacked. This is what happens. Um, So when I left them, I left them with like a PowerPoint and I was like, you know, this is all the points you need to hit. I'm like, this is when you're walking in the first things you want to learn. And so it's still, you know, coming from an intern, it's just an intern. I've only learned so much, but. (laughs) But I love that. I I love that. And and, and I'm going to touch on that, but we have a few other people, man, we got more people joining the night. Some of them I've never seen. Some of them I have. So we got uh, the shy hat on Twitch. Very rarely does Twitch talk. We have someone today. How you doing, buddy? Uh, let's see. We've got Griffin InfoSec came up. Stop opening all the doors and windows like you were talking about. <laughs> Jess Bishop is here once again. She's another night owl. She works the uh, night shift. So I've tried to get her on my show on several occasions. One of these days, she's going to have to take off on a Friday so she can be on. Because okay, I've been working rough. on it. <laughs> We've got uh, the Joker 3000 on Twitch. I'm drinking Yingling, as always. I have some IPAs, but I'm trying to behave myself tonight because i got another podcast to do. Uh, R. Fisher, hey everyone, and uh, let's see, the Griffin, I bet you this is Griffin InfoSec, Dragon's Milk tonight, actually that's a good one, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, um, <laughs> so apparently this person knows you, applied oh. consistency, and they're very right, WGU I hear so many great things about, 
Nicole, can you talk about how great WGU is? Yeah, so I have experienced three different schools. Um, I went to Ashford, and they were literally pushing on me healthcare information management. And it was a lot of introducing myself over and over, and I just, I don't like that. Um, having to do, like, an about me for every class, kind of, I'm never going to meet these people. Teach me and let me move on. <laughs> um, I never thought that was going to be a possibility. So then, you know, I started at a community college. I was like, you know what, I'll do two years here and then I'll work my way up. Um, and then I had like a thing over $300 and I refused to pay $300 that I shouldn't have had to pay. So I like bought that for a whole summer. <laughs> um, and then finally, like right when I figured that all out, I ended up finding WGU and I was just like, forget it. Um, I found out like so many certifications come built in. Um, and I think it's really beneficial because like people here, you get like so many that everyone wants. Um, everyone's like, oh, just skip. I'm like, I can't skip because it's part of my program. Why would I pay $400 or $600 for a certification when it's already built in my tuition? So it is a waiting game. You do have like certain things you want to like hit first. I think they said I have to do A plus and net plus. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's true, but that's got to be done before I do security plus according to my mentor. So I kind of hated that part. Um, I'm working on it now. So I'm at that like part where everything is certifications except for I think three classes and I'm stressed out. <laughs> um, but I'm working on it and I worked on it really fast and I was able to do Sophia Learning. So I transferred in 10 classes and it really benefited me because, you know, now I can just keep going through. Um, I think the only bad part about WGU is there's that expectation I could do it in like a month. Like you can essentially if you really, really work on it, but most people do it like a regular class. Like you yeah. work on it and study and then, you know, you do it. Um also, the benefit is you don't have to keep doing assignments. There's no assignments except for, like, you get a paper for a class or you get a, like, corrected exam. Um, and if you pass, you pass. The downfall is you have to hit every point for that paper. You can't just be, like, there for, you know, 9 out of 10. You have to get 10 out of 10 for every single one. Um, you know, these things are not negatives. It's just uh, I want you to know this ahead of time. Yeah. And as yeah. far and as I know... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that's good. I was going to say that. That's good, though, because you need to know yeah. the information, and I, and I yeah. like that aspect of it. Yeah, so you can't just, like, crap around and say, oh, yeah, I know it. You physically are watched. You're not able to, like, look at your books. You don't get no notes. You physically get asked these questions, and it's all sort of similar to the certifications. A lot of the questions can be correct, but you have to click the best correct or the, you know, most, like, logical. Oh, but, so sis P questions. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I hate that so much. I don't know why we have to be tricked. It's like, do you know this stuff or not? And they're like, well, I want you to think, think like logically, but also professionally. And uh, it's just like, you do your best. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know, do you know this stuff? You know, I don't want to know yeah. if you can think about it. Like everyone thinks differently. Like I really overthink things. So I'm very afraid when it comes to me taking the exams. Cause I'm like, the way I look at it, it's not going to be a normal person. I look for the back door or the side door. And like, <laughs> I think about everything. <laughs> she walks in. See, look, you know, what's funny about that is you could be married to like a Marine who like, that's their habit of their back is to the wall. They got to see everything and know everything. <laughs> it's like your Rangers, your seals, and everything. You were that person. You'd be like, oh, we're fighting over this. I got to be able to see it all. Yeah. I got to know all that's going on. Yeah. And it's not like obsessive or anything. It's just I want to know the best way to do it. I want to know, like, like you could tell me something. I'm like, well, what if we could do it better? Like, what if I could do it faster? What if, like, why are we doing it this way if it could be done way faster? And it's not, you know, cutting corners. It's like literally the logical way of, things don't get updated like they should be. So I really want people to really think about it and be like, you know, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm doing it the best way, but also the fastest way. Yeah, I agree. Although I will, I will throw this out there, this little curveball, uh, because <laughs> today's Friday the 13th and Microsoft unfucked up once again. 
and put mm-hmm. out a, uh, uh, an update. Uh, what is it? An ASR to Microsoft Defender that cr- uh, destroyed and erased all of your shortcuts and your start menu and taskbar and things like that um, because Defender said it was bad. So, <laughs> kudos. Yeah. I'm one of the ones that's like, hey, update uh, you know as soon as you can. And then yeah. Microsoft pulls this shit. So. <laughs> we'll see how me going to work goes tonight because uh, I've put updates and then I left, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I got a, I got a message today at work, and they're like, "Hey, I don't have the bandwidth for this. Can someone take a look at it?" And I looked, and I was like, "Um, what they do?" <laughs> yeah. Well, find the answers. Their script. Somebody wrote a script out there to recreate the shortcuts and do everything. But still, um, if you don't take one of their ASR roles and put it into audit mode um, instead of actual active, um, it'll keep erasing those shortcuts over so and over and over. There's some update that's been like creating uh, Bitdefender or Bitlocker, not Bitdefender, Bitlocker to go ahead and like automatically do within an update. So I was having that issue and I didn't have a resolution for it. I just, you know, what do you do? That's like literally they're locked out of their stuff, and if they don't have the code, they don't get in. Um, so I had like I put that out there, like somebody else have an answer for me. <laughs> nobody <laughs> has the answer for me. Can somebody <laughs> answer me, please. <laughs> yeah, nobody had that answer, so that kind of sucked. Um, and then I've had one where like the password is automatically saying it's wrong, even though they're one hundred percent sure they're typing it right. They've reset it to make sure it was right. But some update that they pushed tells them it's wrong. Oh, that you gotta love that one. That was happening on New Year's, and everyone was calling me, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a resolution right now. We're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, although you wanna know the worst one I've seen, and because we're talking updates, I gotta bring this shit up. <laughs> I was working for an organization, um, and at the time, thankfully, we didn't run McAfee, but a lot of others did. <laughs> and there was a McAfee update that went out that considered one of your system files malware. So it would, I think it either quarantined or deleted. I can't remember what it did to the file. But either way, every computer that was running McAfee blue screen. Because it would yeah. scan, find it, and there it goes. And I was yeah. like, oh, that is fucking awesome. Thankfully, yeah. I ain't got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's where I get, like, the downfall because I deal with the tech support and the security. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of users who are just like, I'm a dinosaur. I don't know how to do this. They literally tell me this all the time. Or I have, like, a guy yelling at me. He's like, I'm not a tech nerd like you. And he's like, I can't I can't find the start button. I'm not a tech nerd. And I'm like, I can't help you. <laughs> I can't click the buttons for you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could sometimes, but like you have to do this. And they're like, no, I'm not a tech nerd. I don't turn on the computer. And I'm like, why are we talking then? <laughs> so like, I got a question. Sure. I got a question. All right. I, I want to take a break from updates just because we could go through a lot of horror stories. I've got a ton. <laughs> I worked help desk. I've worked desktop support, hardware support. We can go through a slew of them and it gets, it gets hilarious. But I got to ask you. Being a cyber mom, and I bring this up because it is right in your LinkedIn header. <laughs> cyber mom. A, where'd you come up with that? And B, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't know. Like, I did healthcare for 10 years. So it was rough. Um, my kids, they don't really get what mom does. They're just like, eh, she does some stuff with the computer. And if it breaks, she can fix it. Um, so they don't really get it. The babies are way too little. So I have a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and then I have a 10-year-old and I have a 13-year-old. Um, my heading was mostly for people to understand. I'm not just a wife, but we have kids. So leave me alone. (laughs) I had a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I know you say you're married, but can you like talk to me? I'm like, no, I'm not leaving my family. Like, can we not have this conversation? I got five boys. Me and my wife got five boys. So, like, when I see Cyber Mom, I'm like, is she doing the same shit I'm doing? (laughs) 
Because I'm an asshole. I go to my kids and be like, look, y'all know I can see everything you do. Oh, I don't yeah. care what device you're on. <laughs> I, my oldest is 14. My youngest is five. Um, so yeah, I literally look at him and go, "Don't, don't play games," because I'm gonna find out. That, I'm daughter, just letting you know. I'm gonna know all the time. Like she, she hasn't had a phone for very long. We kind of kept her off technology just because she had done stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, that got it taken away. We've tried a couple times and it just wasn't working out. Um, she gets a worse attitude when she has technology. So we just yeah. don't want to deal with anything extra. She's the only girl, but she beats everyone up. <laughs> it is a whole thing. Um, you know, I wanted a girl to have all that cute clothes and cute niceness. And no, there is fire. She don't exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> <She's> <laughs> awful. <laughs> I love her, but she is like a splitting image of me at that age, and I did not like having brothers. Um, but she just, she'll put her phone on like airplane mode before she goes to bed so we can't see her getting messages. Or like, you know, she just tries to be sneaky. And my husband. But at least like, she's not texting. waking up and like texting because it's on airplane mode. So it's not like the messages can even come in. She told me, she's like, I can't trust myself to sleep. And I'm like, Good that you're willing to admit that. Bad that you're dealing with that. <laughs> like, go to sleep. I like <laughs> we take away her like internet. My husband will lock it on the like, router, and mm. she'll go and she'll connect to the neighbors or something. I'm like, nice. Why? Why That's what I'm talking about. We literally let you have it so you can watch TV on it. And she's like, well, I don't know. Or recently, she got sneaky. Not like sneaky, but like. She connected the Alexa to the computer so that way she can have the sound by her. And so, like, she'll try to talk to her friends and stuff. I'm like, how do you learn these things? Like, we didn't have this. The same way you did, YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, like, it's amazing to me. Like, when I was a kid, we didn't do that stuff. Like, we just, we didn't have that stuff. (laughs) My son's calling me from Alexa when I'm out. And he's like, Mom, what are you doing? I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who like, is this? How, how did you get my number? Who's your mom? <laughs> I'm not mom right now. I'm out. <laughs> he's just, he's my clingy one. My 10-year-old will literally like, it's been 30 minutes. Are you still alive? <laughs> that's, that's my oldest. Actually, he's gotten better recently. A lot better since we got him in this no. new school. And he's There's made friends. No but yeah, at 10, 11, 12, 13, I swear to one time, I was on my way home, and my wife was, or my um, my son was old enough that he could watch his brothers for like 15, 20 minutes, no big deal. And I was literally, I think, a half hour from the house. And my wife was like, all right, um, she had told him, hey, I got to run to Walmart. Your dad's on his way home. I'll be back in probably 45 minutes because it, was, it wasn't that far from the house. Yeah. He's like, okay. Literally, 10 minutes after she left, he's calling me. Where dad, you? dad, where are you at? <laughs> What, what do you mean, where am I at? I'm on my way home. Yeah. Oh, where's your mother? Oh, she went to Walmart like an hour ago. I called her. I was like, babe, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm going to Walmart. I left like five minutes ago. Why is your son calling me? <laughs> so we're the crazy parents and we had like cameras up and we let them know. So when like, oh, yeah. she, my daughter had a boyfriend and he's like, oh, can I sneak in? She's like, no, my mom will know. Like, there is alarms on every door. Like, no. He's like, what if I come through the window? She will know. <laughs> I'm like, yep. you do not take chances. Like, I don't, I give them complete privacy in, like, all their own rooms. Like, you know, yeah. but, like, when it comes to the doorways and the hallways, like, I want to know, like, what's happening in there. And Yeah, so. I, I've got Google. And, like, as bad as it is, and I'm in security, I know how much data mine they take. The funny thing is, is, I don't give a damn what people hear me say, as we can tell from this fucking show right here. Um, I really don't care. Um, so, yeah, I have Google, and I could literally just pull up a camera in my office, a camera outside, another camera somewhere else. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to see you, homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't trust people. We had, like, girls that were being really creepy. Uh, yeah. My daughter's friends were, like, peeking in the windows and stuff. And I was like, this is going to stop. Like, 
we had all kinds of issues like girls trying to beat up like work nights so I sleep during the days and so they were like coming knocking on the door trying to get my daughter to come out with the baby and trying to beat her up I'm like I don't play this like what are you doing Mama, mama bear don't play that way. Uh, this yeah. is not gonna fly. <laughs> like, we will have you and your parents arrested. I will find something. <laughs> we do not do this. <laughs> I will plant. I mean, find something on you. <laughs> literally, like I know they all do bad things. My neighbor was literally. So we have uh, the pierogi fest in my town, and nice. my neighbor was selling our parking spots. She was literally, like, selling the block. She was, like, putting cars in it, and then she was taking money from people and moving them. Like, Hold up. That's money, right? I cannot be mad at the entrepreneurial spirit of that person because that is fucking money. (laughs) She's just not very smart, though. Like, so just, like, a couple months before that, um, we have, like, a little parking lot across the way, and then we have, like, a liquor store. And this lady let her husband and five kids sit in the car with this drunk guy driving and had a kid sitting on his lap doing the steering because he passed out. And they drove through the liquor store with her in the passenger seat. And, like, you know, the girl didn't know how to drive, obviously. And the dad passed out, like, put his foot down on the, like, gas. Went right through the liquor store. So she's not very smart. (laughs) Wow. Um, yes, I'm drinking Yingling. That's all I ever drink. Well, actually, that's a lie. I drink IPAs also. Um, applied consistency, <laughs> once again, in the chat, asking questions I know the answer to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I look, hey, for anybody who's listening on podcasts and or watching the replay, this is my fucking show. So um, sometimes we get off topic from security, and that's what we're doing right now, because kids are important. I love my kids, but they can be assholes. I oh, yeah. bet you Nicole loves her kids. But they can be assholes. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. We still love them and want the best for them. Just say it. My mom's like, don't call them that. I'm like, you've called me worse. She's like, fair game. <laughs> <laughs> you've called me worse. All right, you're right. All right, I can't say that. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, I learned from the best. <laughs> right? That's about how it goes. So... So, all right, let's, let's kind of, like, veer back on track to cybersecurity before I keep going off on tangents. <laughs> um, so getting into your first full-time job, you got that out of your internship. How did you feel? Like, what, what were you actually going for? And do, do, is it kind of what you expected getting into it? So my goal was, like, I was under the impression that it was, like, you do tech support, and then if you're lucky, you get into a SOC. That was kind of, like, the roadmap. Um, so I expected it to take a lot longer, but I was being very persistent. I was told the very first thing you want to do is like, make sure you network on LinkedIn. So I thought it was going to be impossible to get like 500 people. I worked really hard on it. My husband hated me for months. Like he literally was just like, you're always on there. You're always talking to people. I'm like, I am working like, cause I'm in school. I work already. I was doing my internship. He's like, pay attention to me. I'm like, go away. Go find a hobby. <laughs> go like, find a hobby. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm doing this for our future. Like, you know, it's important to me that we get here. Um, I came from, like, really, really broke parents. Like, my mom at yeah. one year had, like, $7,000 she made the whole year. And that was with um, Damn, I three that was bad. Yeah. So, it was rough. Um, and she, you know, kicked butt. She did what she had to do. But I didn't want my kids to have to go through that. So it was like, I've been going to school. I've been, you know, I did anything I could in, like, my beginning part of getting in a career. Like, I thought I was going to be stuck in microbiology. That was kind of where I started. Um, And I did that for, like, 10 years. I did, like, food microbiology. Then I moved to, like, healthcare. At one point, I thought, like, phlebotomy was going to be my thing. But I did not want people to bite me. Um. So I did sit down and I really like assessed what I wanted. I was like, I want to work from home. I want to help people. I was like, I want to be able to work wherever I want. But I also want to have that feeling of like being important, being valued, being like, you know, given the opportunity to grow. I was like, my. You picked the wrong field if you want to be valued because they. 
hate us. <laughs> okay. okay, they hate us. I get that, but like our teens, they care about us. And all right, all right. I'll I give you that it. one. I'll I don't give need you that everybody. one. I just need like my own crew. You know, like these have like. Hey, we gotta things. be ride or die, man. We just gotta roll deep, and that's how we go. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, I sat down and I was like, I want to have something that I'm constantly learning. When I was in microbiology, I got bored. Um, yeah. You know, like you kind of learn all the bacteria, you learn all the antibiotics, you learn that, and then it's just like you do that repeatedly over and over and over and over, and it's just you know they threw me a curveball with COVID, like surprise, but <laughs> I didn't know what was going to be next. I was like, you know, I got really bored, and then I was like, I need to do what I wanted to do in the very beginning, and I went back to cyber. Yeah. So when I was doing, you know, the technical support route. I had the worst experience over and over. Like I met the jerks of the jerks. I literally was put into like, I had an interview for a job that I did not know what it was. It was like undisclosed company. Um, You know, it just was really fishy. Um, They put me in an office and they left me there. They kept coming in a check on me. They're like, I'm sorry, I'm in a meeting. I'll be there as soon as I can. Now this was the coolest table I'd ever been at every computer part I've ever seen like just all laid out it was just like you know some tables have like trains like little train tables or whatever it was that but with computer parts and so i was like that's so cool (laughs) um so i was just entertained looking at all of it and figuring out like what parts it was for you know different things but they were like oh we're in a meeting we're coming in well the boss comes in he sits down and he's like i don't have a like i can't give you this job you're not smart enough that was my very first tech interview. My very, very first. He looked at my resume, saw that I was growing bacteria out of spit. Like, <laughs> and you literally said, you're too stupid to take apart computers, so you can't have this role. And they're like, we can give you like $11 an hour. Mind you, it took me almost two hours to get to this place. And they're like, we can offer you like $11 an hour and um, you can work back here. And they were, like, telling me just wiping hard drives, just, like, putting them all on a machine and running them. And I was, like, I was told you do software. Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm, like, you don't even, like, do nothing. They're, like, we don't deal with software. And wow. oh, you, you can't sit down and call me dumb and then still offer me a job that's cutting my pay. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> like No, and that's – and. and- I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to, I want to stop you right there because you're right about cutting pay and calling you stupid. Yeah. First thing is a lot of people don't know their worth. The fact that you realized they were cutting your pay, the fact that you realized they were being assholes and we're like, uh, homie, no, this shit ain't going to fly. Like you're not going to be an asshole and get away with it. Like, I just read actually Hacker and Heal. So Stacy Champagne, good friend of mine, uh, or been on the show. I say good friend, but we've talked like twice, so that'd be a lie. Um, but acquaintance of mine, I know I support everything she does. Just put up, and, and she's right that like even males will apply if they fit like fifty to sixty percent of the qualifications. They're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Most women look for hundred percent of the qualifications. Like I got to meet it all. I got to be perfect. I got to be able to do this job to a T go and then (laughs) don't argue their pay and it's like look huh you come to that table like what's what's the salary what's your what's your range i'm up here i'm i deserve ninety thousand dollars a year when the range is 70 to 90 you're like i i get 90 yeah because that's your budget (laughs) everything else is just you know that's your projected maximum amount you can pay them so it's like Mm -hmm. you should be there or beyond because they want you they pitch yep. you. Um, so it's just, you know, I think the reason when I really sat down and I thought about it, guys are kind of, they're just throwing things out there a lot. Or from my experience, they're just like, well, we'll just see what we get. And girls yeah. are like, we have to have this interview. We have to find a babysitter. My first, like, week of interviews, I was a wreck. I remember laying on, like, the couch crying because I was like, I can't do this again. <laughs> Um, I had so many interviews and then I was having them like around interviews and then they're planning like the next in-person interview and like my husband was like at work again for the first time in like two years 
and I was at home with the kids and I'm trying to schedule it like around nap time and then I'd forget about a time change and it was just so much where I was like I'm trying here I just had a baby I don't know what to do (laughs) and you know like that was so hard because I get so like hopeful I was going to get it and then I'd be in like the bottom two and they're like oh well you're really good but you know this or like we really want you but this person has this And, like, a lot of the times, it was literally Security Plus that if you had this, I would have had the jobs. And it sucked because it was like, I can't. I have to wait till I get to that part of my degree. Like, I have to still pass the other two. I can't jump. And they're like, why don't you just pay to take it? And like I said, I'm not wasting that money. So I think it really comes down to, like, as a, like, me in general, I have to look at my whole situation and I have to understand what my time is valuable with. So, yeah. like, I can't just apply to this job because I know if they're going to want to meet me, I'm going to have to interview them. That's going to be an hour of my time I don't get back. Exactly. So. And that's, you know, I understand. And this is where, as a society, we're kind of different. And this is what I, I uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> a lot of fucking hate. But as a parent, as a parent, whether you're a father or a mother, it does not matter. When you are looking for work, At this point in time in our society, a lot of times you have two working parents because the economy fucking blows and everybody's working. But when you have one that is at home looking for work, that means they're still taking care of their kids, regardless of who it is. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to be honest, it is the the, the wife, the woman that is at home taking care of the kids. That's the way we are. I'm not saying all the time, (laughs) but nine times out of ten, that is what it is. And because of that, we are trying to work things around. We want to work full time. We want to be able to work either daytime or nighttime, whatever. Whenever your mind works best is what I suggest. Not (laughs) necessarily based around a child's schedule, more so based around when your mind is more functional is when you should be working. But the interview process has to take place during normal working hours, nine to five, wherever that company is located. Yeah. So that scheduling, that figuring it out, just because it's a problem initially does not mean it'll be a problem later on. But I think a lot of companies get into this mindset of, oh, we're going to have to deal with this. We're going to have to deal with that. We don't want them because of this, that, and the third. And again, just because they normally expect that, and I will say it, they normally expect that from women. We are still in a society where the woman is the... The, the housekeeper, the, the caretaker of the children and things like that. That is just the way yeah. society is. I don't give a damn what anybody says. That's the way society is. Don't fucking come at me. <laughs> um, but because of that, if it's a problem now, they see it as a problem later. Should it be that way? No. I yeah. will not say it should be that way. But that is what companies look at as their bottom line. And if I'm hiring someone and they're having issues now, they're going to have issues later. But we yes. do have people in chat like Applied Consistency and Griffin InfoSec. Gender, race, whatever, religion, creed, doesn't fucking matter. Should not play an issue, unfortunately, until okay. we get to a point in time where gender's not on an application. Race is not on an application. Fuck. As much as I hate going to like a number system because I think companies treat everybody like a number, but even take names off of applications. Actually, you know what? Elon must change that. Screw that. He named his kid something fucking bass backwards. I don't even care. I can't pronounce his fucking kids' names. So guess what? He threw that shit out the window. There ain't nobody out there that has a normal name anymore. It don't even fucking matter. Just go with it. Yeah, like, I think I think it really comes down to jobs don't tell you even what shift they're gonna have you work most of the time. Like, and they don't even, even tell you shift work initially. <laughs> And that's really sucky. It's like, I want to know, like, what you expect from me. I want to know what hours you expect it, what days you expect it. I want to know, like, you know, just give me the rundown because if it's going to work, it's going to work. Otherwise, like, why even waste everybody's time? And like, I tell think, me how much. <laughs> yeah, that transparency, the, the what are you looking for? Are you looking for yeah. 9 to 5, 8 to 5, 8 to 6, 9 to 6, whatever the case may be? Are you looking for outside of like are you looking for shift works so you're looking for hey we're going to interview we got five positions we need to fill a day shift a mid shift yeah. and a night shift 
okay, let's talk. I'll tell you right off the bat. I can work day shift or I can work night shift. What's yeah. the pay? I need to know what that salary is up front because I'm not going to interview with you and waste your time. Yeah, exactly. If I'm already making more money, that makes no sense. Or if, yeah. or if I can't afford it, like it just, it logically it's pointless. Yeah. So I think There's this no transparency needs secret. to come more up front. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, it's a secret. It's a secret. Like, why is it a secret? It's a waste of your time. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like there's no seat here because either you can pay me what I need to live or you can't, and that's all it takes. Like, if but, it's not and everybody's apartment, living no. circumstances are different. <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird too when it comes to like the shift work hours because it's like I've met people who are like, "Oh, I need days," or like, "I could never work nights." Like, I love nights. I worked days last week and I was like so sick from it because it was like five in the afternoon. I hadn't eaten lunch and like it was cold in there. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I was literally like sick the next day because it was just like, you know, when you're like on day two of the cold and you just feel like weak and like exhausted. And yeah. I felt that just from being up during the day for like, you know, during my sleep hours and like missing my lunch and, you know, being in different situations that I'm used to. Or, like, I have kids, so, like, if I work second shift, I will never see them. Like, there is no amount of money yeah. that I would choose to work second shift for. I don't yeah. care. I was like, oh, I'll pay you 10000 No, there's no number for that because you don't get that time back. Exactly. And I think people – this is a problem right now we have, at least in Western culture. I don't know about any other culture or any other country. I've never lived yeah. in another country. I don't know how they operate. I, don't want I know to. how the military in the <laughs> US operates and I know how civilian infrastructure operate or civilian jobs operate in, in the US. And that is that we have a situation where you're supposed to jobs were lined up initially. Again, we go back decades. Actually now probably <laughs> About a century. Fuck, man. I'm ah, too old. I'm not even that old, but I feel old. So we go back quite a few decades. Women weren't even working. They weren't allowed to work. Yeah. And then we bring them into the workforce. So so at the time when they couldn't work, the man, the, the husband always worked. They're the ones that got all the jobs. They're the ones that did everything. And and so that that issue of caretaker was never an issue. But the cost of living and and usually, not always, usually people's raises went up a cost of living. Oh, yeah. And it's now not. we're at a point in time <laughs> where it takes two incomes. Three, four. four so two five. incomes, sometimes five incomes. <laughs> you never know. Um, and <laughs> so, so you have all these incomes now, which means you have two people working. Who's going to take care of the kids? They're like, oh, I'll pay for daycare. Why? Because the cost of daycare is usually the cost of just one job. Yeah. Like they don't realize that the economy is in such a way that even with two jobs, I can't afford to have my wife working. She could work a damn good job, but daycare is so expensive. I she basically making like three dollars an hour after daycare. That I don't trust anybody. There's no standards that like I want cameras in all daycare facilities. I want that to know what my kid's doing i don't want like pictures because there is so much bad stuff that happens like i know nobody is perfect i get that but it is so dangerous you put your kid in daycare that kid is getting sick all the time and you're not gonna give me sick time so <laughs> i'm stuck in that middle of like thankfully you know like my jobs are very understanding where they're just like yeah if you need time take it but most of the time jobs are not going to let you take if your kid's sick and my kids bring home the plague every other week because they're at the daycare. Like, there's no way around that. Um, so we just had, like, sickness go around our house twice. Thankfully, I work from home, so I could be sick and, you know, so push through. And I don't get anybody else sick. But, like, a lot of people who have in-person jobs, the job's like, why are you here if you're sick? You're going to get everyone else sick. And it's like, well, you won't give me the time off. So what do I do? <laughs> so, so, so actually, we have applied consistency here, and he, he is right. If you live a frugal life, you don't really have, uh, what's it called, um, things, right? You don't have any of the technology or, like, pay for streaming services and live a very frugal life. Yes, on a military income, on one income, on whatever, you can live a great life. I'll be honest. 
The only thing I gave up in the military was vacations because my wife didn't work. It was pointless. Um, and I, I honestly did not want um, to have to have the kids in any type of daycare. Just not how it was. I didn't want either one of us missing out on time with the kids. It was bad enough yeah. I was. I didn't want my wife to. Um, but on top of that, that frugal lifestyle isn't for me. I, I, I want my kids to have entertainment. I want my wife to have entertainment. And unfortunately, we live in a society today that if they're not exposed to it at home, they're exposed to it at school. I'd rather myself expose my kids and my family to what's out there as opposed to one of their friends being like, oh, I got a PS5. I'm cool and you're not. You're an asshole. <laughs> like, I, I love nature. I love going on outside. I love being around the fire. I love hanging out. But kids are bullies, and I'd rather my kids not be bullied. So I do what I can for them, and and that's the way it is. They get to watch, you yeah. know, shows on Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu. And as long as I put the kid controls on for the younger ones, I don't fucking care. <laughs> um, but yeah. that's that's just the way it is. It's just a matter of how you want to live. And yeah. I've had used cars for years. I, I I have, other than my wife's van, I have not owned a new car for myself in probably 15 years. Because so I my used. car is super expensive. So I pay like $500 a month for my used car. And it's not fancy. That's, just, more, that's, that's cheaper than mine. It's just because of the situation, you know, like, and I pay like $300 for like just insurance. So that's literally almost the same as my rent. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, well, I got like, a mortgage now and it's still really expensive. The mortgage isn't expensive. The insurance and taxes are. The mortgage was less than my rent. Yeah. Then when you tacked on everything else, then it was like, oh, hey, homie, um, you're also going to have to pay this extra money. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> a lot of people don't put that into consideration. Like if something breaks, I can call my landlord and he's got to figure it out. But like, you know, when you rent, you own your house, you got to fix the roof. You got to like fix the pipes. Something breaks like, oh, you're going to have to get out there and do it. And you're going to have to find a person to do it for you. So good luck. <laughs> yep. um, I had arguments. I quit running because I had arguments. I can't have an apartment. I got, like I said, five kids. There is not an apartment or small little studio or anything that'll fit my family. I'm six foot three, 260 fucking pounds. <laughs> there is no way in hell I'm fitting into a tiny ass apartment with five kids. Yeah. And my oldest is almost as tall as me. Shit just ain't working. So yeah. we had to rent a house. And I rented a house. The rent went up every year. My income did not go up every year. So I had to adjust for that. And then when repairs came up, especially when we had like bee infestations in the fucking chimney, because there was a hole in my chimney. Oh they were like, oh, you got to handle it. I'm like, homie, no, there's a hole in the <laughs> chimney, and I've got bees and hornets coming out. And they were like, insects are on you. I'm like, there's a hole in the chimney. You know what? I'm out. See you later. I ain't even staying here no more. <laughs> yeah. We want to buy a house, um, but it's just a matter of I just finally have enough income to be able to afford it. So, like, yeah. my... My credit's not there yet, and, like, nobody's like, yeah, you could just rent my house, and, you know, so we'll find out in March if we're moving again, so. We don't even have, like, a baseline. We don't even know where we're going to go. We're just like, we can move anywhere, because I work remote, so I can go anywhere. Um, it's just a matter of not being there, like, not having the flexibility, because I don't know how it works. I was yeah. telling my husband, I'm like, that could be your hobby. <laughs> I'm like, figure out the living situation. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And it's 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 one of those things. It, it just takes time. Yeah. And so, but man, we went off on a lot of tangents that weren't cyber related. Oh, that's just what happens with me. I don't know. It just happens. As, you know what happens with me too, but I'm usually able to pull it back around. No. And I just have not done that today because I've been in on it, uh, on the that's conversation. That's it's always good talks. It's just it goes everywhere. <laughs> Anybody who's talked to me, it just happens. I don't know. Look, me and you would get along great. Let's bring your <laughs> husband over. He could have a drink in my bar with me. Y'all can go have fun. It'll, it'll be a blast. Yeah, oh, you can drink him. Actually, you're in cyber. He's not. So we'll switch. Me and you will talk. 
and and he can go <laughs> with someone that's not in cybersecurity. You guys could have your little military talk because he needs that. Oh, this is very true. We could. He just I retired in 2017. So. Yeah, we um, found out one of the guys live in our town, and he's a cop, and now he's stressed out. He's like, he's going to make our life, like, you know, a bad time. <laughs> no, actually, know. funny enough, you make friends with the cop, you get away whatever the fuck you want on your road. What the hell is he They don't care about? anyway. <laughs> they literally don't. They don't even, like, have cops in the police station. You have to, like, ring a bell and wait for them to come. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll be, like, we'll be here in, like, 15, 20 minutes unless we're on a call. Then, you know, someone will eventually show up. It's a funny situation. Yeah, yeah. I um, but no. So so let's try try to bring this back around the cybersecurity. <laughs> um, <laughs> granted, I have a podcast that is all about mental health and um self improvement, all that other fun shit. So if you want to go watch, uh, and actually watch now on YouTube and or listen to Walk with Me, you're more than welcome to do that after this show. Not right now. You can do it after. <laughs> um cyber dancer danny i refuse to do a tap off with you you would whoop my ass i've seen your instagram videos that shit ain't fucking happening no <laughs> but you keep sharing the insect infosec videos in my discord and we'll be okay um <laughs> which if you want to get my discord it's down below in the description of the youtube video or linkedin <laughs> but um yeah so talking cyber what have you found to be the hardest part getting into cybersecurity? I wouldn't, I don't really know. I think like you have that initial, it's really hard to find entry level. You have that where it says entry level, but with a bachelor's degree and five years of hands-on experience. Um, you see that a lot. And then it really comes down to the job descriptions are just all over the place. Um, there's a lot of secrets and secrets and, you know, that stuff going on, but you get in and then you just feel dumb, like all the time, forever. That's just the way it goes. Um, yeah. I think that's the hardest part for me. <laughs> I I went from being someone like who was a resource, like everyone could come to me and ask me questions. And now like I see stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, I had to learn to ask for help. And that was a big thing. <laughs> I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Like. We kind of, like, we think this is okay, but we have to figure out what they were doing. And, like, you know, there's a lot of laws in other countries. You can't see their files, and you got to figure out what's going on there. And then, you know, there's a lot of the people that we can't deal with. So there's a lot of tape that people don't realize, and they're just like, why don't you know the answers? And it's like, yeah. well, the answers don't really exist. So <laughs> we're just figuring it out. I love that. I love that. And, and the reason I love that is because I ended up, um, you know, I was working on computers from the time I was a child. And by the time I got into cybersecurity, I had built computers. I had fixed operating systems. I had done so much shit in my life. Yeah. And I was the go-to guy for my family, for my friends, for Best Buy, like where I used to sell computers in my high school and my college and all these other places. And then I get into cybersecurity and I think, I know my shit. I'm fucking good. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> and even to this day, I'm like, I don't fucking got shit. I gotta look this up. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. What I is mean, what is Reddit <laughs> telling me today? Like yeah. <laughs> what is like that is even for the, the bullshit that went on at Microsoft today, you wanna know where all the information came from? Reddit, Reddit, literally like, every article <laughs> fucking commented Reddit and was like, "Yeah, the techies in Reddit were like, hey, here's this, and hey, here's yeah. a script to fix it, and here's this.'" And I'm like, "And Microsoft ain't said shit. All they said was, yeah, hey, our update broke it.'" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, Microsoft I has been really great lately because there's so no stupid." <laughs> Yeah, and you know, so that's stupid. a big thing. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's so cool when you meet people, though, because, like, my one of my bosses, he literally gets so nerdy about it. He's like, here's a link, here's a link, here's a link. I'm like, okay, I have seven links, and I have 30 minutes to get this answer. So 
which is a good link. <laughs> and he's like, I got all this stuff. And I'm like, I know. And I love that. This is really great. But right now we have 30 minutes to get this resolved. Yep. So, you know, he gives us so much, like so many different resources. And, you know, that's super beneficial. Um, it's just a matter of like figuring out which one's the best one. Because there's always something new. Um, yeah, for so. sure. I love this. I got Jess Bishop and applied consistency, which I wish I knew who he was. This homie going to have to let me know because I got to get him on the show. He's a military vet, <laughs> too, so he's going to have to come on. But we have <coughs> – there are a few smartest person in the room types that can make it tough. Learning to ignore them and ask for help is so important. Very true. If you're the smartest in the person in the room, you're in the wrong room. I will yeah. say that. It's really good have, conversations when you're not, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. The smartest people are able to say, I don't know. Again, very true. You never say, I, I don't know. You have to dance around it. <laughs> like, oh, I no. I've said, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I say, I don't know, but I know how to figure it out. Yeah. I, I'll find I a fucking answer way. for you, homie. <laughs> Let's figure this shit out it. together. <laughs> So, so I've done that, and and yes, uh, I've actually done posts on that. I have a lot of comments uh, with with my my what I believe in. Um, <laughs> you know what, William? Don't bite me. All right, homie, I love you, but bite me. He just said he needed to find a new room. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I I do with my belief system and what I believe. I read a lot of anybody that's. I'm, I'm going to grab this right now because they're going to say it. Anybody that's listened to Walk With Me and, and how much I talk about the Havamal on my podcast knows it's a lot about wisdom and how you obtain it. And yeah. you never obtain it by being quiet and you don't obtain it by being the loudest person in the room. You have to kind of know when to listen and know when to talk because you have to share knowledge. And... Yeah, that is one of the things I'm big on is sharing knowledge and and being able to to figure that shit out. Now, before yeah. we go, because it is top of the hour. Hold up. Wrong way. <laughs> Man, this camera fucks me all up. I'm literally facing forward. Like, point to you. Um, before we go, any last advice for a anyone breaking into cyber and B, once you get into cyber. Any advice at all? Um, I think when it comes to breaking in, I've said it and I'll say it again, apply to the hard jobs. If there is a long application, you're going to have less people that are doing those applications. Like if I see a long one, I'm turning around and like, forget it. I'm not doing it. So there's a lot of like people, there's more chances that people will see you. Um, cause there's going to be a smaller pool because they're like, you know, this is too long. It's a waste of time. Um, take that time because then you're going to have more chances. And then also, I tell everyone, I believe in the spray and pray, but I also believe in having a strong resume. Um, I, I know a lot of people hate that, but I have had my hopes up about so many things. Where I'm just like, I know for sure I'm going to get this, and I didn't get it. So if you put your hopes up in a job, they only have a position, and they're going to pick the best person. And if you're starting out, you're probably not going to be their top pick. Um, so you really just have to like talk yourself up, stand what you're bar and make sure that you hit all those points in your resume um if you're not getting interviews then it's probably your resume if you are not getting past like the second interviews then it's probably the things you're saying or your experience and really take that like understand that if there's feedback given you want to take action with those things they told you so i think that's a huge thing like applying is the hard part at first and then you get through that hard part and then there's an even harder part. So <laughs> I think a lot of people don't understand that at first. Um, they just think, you know, it's so hard to get in. It's you no, know, when you get in, you are literally so dumb. <laughs> like, and I mean that very gently, like you just, you have to look at things and you're just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not just like, Oh, securing the network. It's like, oh, I created this script and I'm going to run it and you're not going to know what it is and there's going to be no, like, you know, things on it. You're going to search it up and it doesn't exist. So it's just trying to figure that out. 
Stack Overflow. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? They have a, actually these days Chat GPT. Just go to Chat GPT, create an account. It'll fix it for you. You'll be all right. No, it's not that it doesn't work. It's a matter of I don't know what it is or if it's safe. So, like, what I do is a lot of, like, sort of stock work where, like, we're getting alerts and we're trying to figure out if they're okay or not. Why have they flagged? So, a lot of these companies create their own codes and, you know, scripts and stuff that they're running. And you try to, like, search it up by hash and it doesn't exist. There's no information. And, you know, if it's in another country, you can't look at it. So you're just like trying to figure out with very minimal information. And it's a matter of having a message to them. Be like, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, why don't you know what I'm doing? It's like, because it's a secret. Because <laughs> you're not allowed to know. <laughs> like, no, it's just a matter of like, they expect you to know everything about what they're doing. And you don't know all the things they're doing because, you know, there's a lot of tape. So... You have to ask to get that information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. So I will say this. As we go off air, this will be the last two points I make. Point one, the best mentor I had in the military, every time I asked her a question, asked me if I looked it up first, which means. I don't like that. <laughs> I loved it. There's a reason for it. Because you have to be able to find the answer. And if you can't find the answer, then yes, you go to someone with tribal knowledge that understands the nuances of the network. But sometimes, sometimes the fixes can be found online. If they can't be found online and you've done your research, you've actually like Googled everything you can fucking Google, (laughs) then you go to someone that understands the tribe, has the tribal knowledge of the network. And you're like, hey, homie, um. I looked this shit up in like 50 different sites and I couldn't find shit. And yeah. at that point she was like, okay, that's because it's not online. Um, you could have came <laughs> to me after like the first two sites and I would have told yeah. you that. But you did your you did your due diligence. So now let yeah. me explain to you what the answer is. And she would explain it in, in, in a very precise way. And even yeah. if you found the answer, you could go to her and be like, hey, I did this. Do you have a better explanation for why this yeah. shit worked and this shit didn't? That's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love so that. She, I don't want to keep wasting my time answering the same questions. So I do understand exactly. that part. So you're never going to get anywhere if you're running in circles. But at the end of the day, it's also, I hate getting questions to a question. Like, oh, that is the worst. Don't walk me in circles. I've already, like, assume I already did that because I don't want to ask you for help. So <laughs> I'm like, can yeah. you just get past this part? I already tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Completely get it. Um, yeah, and, and it's a valid point. Now, the last thing I will say, and this ain't cybersecurity related at all. It's all about me and all about my <laughs> channel. Look, if you want to support this channel, the link to my website has been running down below the whole night. If you're listening on podcasts, it is cyberwarriorstudios.com. I am putting up all new merchandise for Walk With Me and for Security Happy Hour in Cyber Warrior Studios. That should be going up throughout the first quarter of 2023. Or you can get whatever's on there now because I've already created some new shit. Otherwise, there's all the other ways you can support me in the description of this stream. I love you all. It has been an amazing Friday. And I guarantee you, I'll be back next week with another amazing episode. And another amazing guest. So, y'all take care. You have a great phrase day, evening, night, whatever. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll see you all next week.